Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Saturday morning, a rare Saturday drop here for the TCK Pod, but we had to get this last episode in before the games kick off. It's the TCK Pod Listener League Rookie Draft Recap. Yesterday, Chris Benavides and I broke down the Veterans Draft Recap. Today, we're doing the Rookie Draft Recap. Once again, in the place, our esteemed guest and a family member here of the TCK Pod, Chris Benavides of the Commish FFP. What's up, my man? What's up, brother? Yeah, definitely excited to get this one uh, out of the way here. I think we uh, we all know what the results are for Thursday night football, so excited to get into Sunday. You got it, brother. Let's jump right into this. So if you missed yesterday's episode, I highly encourage, even if you're in the Rookie League or you're a listener that's not in the Listener League, head back on yesterday's episode and, and listen to us break down the Veteran League. Um, again, the veteran league is basically just people who have been in the TCK pod league last year. Therefore they're veterans in the league. It has nothing to do with people's experience in fantasy football in general. It's just based on who has been a participant of the listener league for the TCK pod. So those folks were in it last year. They, everybody returned. We made it the, the veteran league demand was extra high this year. So we created a second league and we made that the rookie league. Now I know for sure there's about five people in this league who've been playing for 15 years. So it has nothing to do with your experience at all. It strictly has to do with, are you new and are you a rookie to the TCK pod listener league family? If you are, you're in the rookie league, again, a fun format we're doing this year and uh, something kind of cool. I kind of encourage other leagues to look into maybe is, is like a, a pseudo dynasty pseudo guillotine um, format, which is essentially we are taking the top four finishers from this league at the end of the regular season, one, two, three, and four placed teams will move up to the veteran league. The bottom four for the veteran league, nine, 10, 11, and 12 will be shipped down to the rookie league. And then we will flush out the rest of the league to make room for people for next year. So it's be kind of a kind of a fun survival pool, if you will, guillotine style for this year. So I'm excited about that. If you missed yesterday's episode, Chris and I are basically going to take it team by team here, spend just a couple of minutes on each team, break down each roster, let you know a couple of, uh, players we like and a couple of his draft picks and strategies we like and maybe there's a, a, a move or two that we potentially disagree with at that current ADP and refresher for anybody new to the program this particular season the TCK pod listener league is a super flex league if you're unfamiliar with super flex it basically means one of your flex spots ends up being uh, potentially a second quarterback you do not have to play two quarterbacks if you don't want to but it is eligible to play a second quarterback position in that flex spot Chris you ready to go Let's do it, brother. All right, man. Sack Attack, our good man, Sack Attack, good uh, family of the IG crew. I know that, uh, uh, Chris, you've done plenty of mocks with him as well, and uh, he's been all over the place. So he joined the TCK Pod Listener League this year. I was very uh, honored to have him involved, which is great. 
he got the first overall pick. Again, this is a randomized order. Sack attack goes number one. Any guesses of who he could pick? Correct. Christian McCaffrey off the board ahead of the two quarterbacks at number one. After that, here's kind of a, a great modified zero RB approach. Goes Christian McCaffrey, so you're pretty dialed at running back for a while. After that, though, New Hopkins, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, AJ Brown as his next four Absolute wide, wide receivers. Just nuts. Nuts Horses. wide receiver. After that, he goes with J.K. Dobbins in the sixth round. Then Matt Stafford, his first quarterback in the seventh. James White in the eighth round. Gardner Minshew and Ryan Tannehill, his other quarterbacks. And then he's got Zach Moss, Cheese Aldmans, if you listen to the Kamish FFP, <laughs> a.k.a. Chase Edmonds. And Herb Smith Jr. and Ian Thomas, his two uh, kind of flyer tight ends. So, man, not a lot to really break down for this one, man. Gets arguably the best non-quarterback in fantasy football period, Christian McCaffrey. And then, in my opinion, he gets four top 15 wide receivers. Like, that's insane. Yeah, there's nothing you can say about this. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you say? It's like in, even even when he does that, again, I'm super high on James White's floor this season. You, call, you, you guys call him James McCaffrey. So he's got two McCaffreys on one team, basically. Exactly. Uh, and he's got J.K. Dobbins, assuming that, you know, he takes over some starting role maybe midway through the season. But even if he doesn't, he can plug and play James White as an RB2 and – He's got plenty of floor because he's got the four horsemen of fucking wide receivers. <laughs> I totally agree. And then, of course, you know, if, if Ingram goes down and Dobbins is the guy, then boom. And he's, I think he's got nice floor and uh, ceiling quarterbacks as well. Yeah. I mean, Sack Attack is, is one of these guys um, in, the, in, the, you know, in, the, in the space where he's mocking multiple times a day, multiple drafts. I mean, you talked last episode about knowing – because of mock drafts, you knew that James White was going to make it to you. You knew that Philip Lindsay was going to fall to you to yeah. be a, a later round flyer on, on a wide receiver. So you didn't have to reach a little bit. Man, Sack Attack nailed this draft. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big like A-plus kind of a guy because you never know what's going to happen. But, yo, this is a solid A. This is like a 95, you know what I'm saying, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm great. No, so. totally, dude, totally agree, yeah. Real, exactly. real good. All right, yep. let's, let's move on here to number two. Our boy Dweez Nuts, all Zs, no Ss on Twitter. That's right, folks. He is the co-host on Tuesdays. If you have not tuned in yet or you're new to the program, Dwayne, a.k.a. Dweez Nuts, and Lucas will be breaking down a stat rat portion every single Tuesday. What that is is they're going to do a deep dive on a couple particular situations positionally or players opportunities rookie advancement injury whatever it is they're going to handpick four five six situations from the week prior or the week coming up and dive deep into those and give you the stat rat situation there um, deep dive you can also find those articles weekly at tckpod.com so the other co-host of the tck pod league who is new to the team this year therefore he's in the rookie league our boy Dewey's nuts goes to stick home barkley uh, I thought he was going to potentially go with a quarterback, but again, CMC and Saquon wanted to, you can't go wrong there. After that, he goes with Kyler Murray. So again, passes on the top two quarterbacks, but in my opinion, gets a top five quarterback. So that's great. Travis Kelsey in the third round, excellent smash there. Melvin Gordon is his RB2, Cooper Cup, AJ Green, Michael Hardman, Darius Slayton, and Justin Jefferson as his wide receivers. Cam Akers, Jordan Howard, Jarek McKinnon, and James Robinson, who all of a sudden is a starting running back he got in the 14th round. And he also gets Derek Carr in the mix as well. So, again, I think there's, you know, a couple question marks late in the draft, which every draft is going to have. But 
if Michael Hardman gets work and Tyreek goes down or Darius Slayton is the true one or Justin Jefferson's legit and Thielen goes down or if McKinnon gets work and Coleman goes down, <laughs> there's a lot of what-ifs on this team, but he has a ton of, of yeah. uh, dynamite down there just in case. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we talked about this on uh, the previous episode yesterday, and that's basically the same uh, as far as you know teams that have a bunch of what ifs. I think Dwee's nuts is, is his has a number of what ifs, but if they do fall in his favor, yeah, he's going to be sitting pretty. Um, I definitely look. I've not been high on Melvin Gordon. I think he was a fade for me. I but I have tuned in to him and Lucas speaking about Mel- Melvin Gordon, and they seem very, or I should say, Dwee's nuts feels obviously more confident about Melvin Gordon goes ahead and picks him up. I would say at this point, uh, you know, look, the, for whatever it's worth, reports are that Philip Lindsay's definitely creeping in on a more of a 50-50 share at this point. So mm-hmm. I'd probably feel a little bit nervous about Melvin Gordon. But, again, Cam Akers could fall in his favor, and he does have Jordan Howard, which I was uh, high on in, an, in the last episode. But in the eighth round, he could be a nice sort of thumper on the goal line there for, uh, for his team. Yep, I totally agree. All right, let's move on to Megatron 92, all the way from the UK. Shouts out to Megatron coming in from the UK here. Patrick Mahomes, third off the board. That also happened in the Veteran League, so that's pretty standard there after the big horses and CMC and Saquon. After that, Julio Jones. I like that stack a lot. That's a nice nice pairing there. And then Chris Carson, Mark Ingram, Marlon Mack, Alexander Madison as the running back core. Wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, John Brown and Jalen Rager after Julio Jones will throw in Noah Fant and Mike Asiki as the tight ends. And then Big Ben and Tua Tungavailoa after Patrick Mahomes. Um, I like this draft a lot. Again, top heavy. Um, and, you know, it just so much of these drafts obviously comes down to the late round flyers panning out. But if accidents were to happen, I think that she picked up a lot of really quality options here, actually. Yeah, no, I actually don't have a ton to say as far as, you know, what's on the board here. I mean, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, I'm very much in favor of. Obviously, when you go Patrick Mahomes, you pass on a guy like Zeke, and so you have to make up for that. Um, and, you know, you end up with Chris Carson and Mark Ingram, so that's fine. Like, I actually have no problem with any of these these picks. Uh, I'm not necessarily high in Noah fit. Probably end up starting Jasicki uh, week one against uh, against the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. And no offense, not necessarily my top end tight end, but we we did see last year that he has the game breaking ability, right? So totally, you know, now she didn't know this while we were drafting, but Cortland Sutton now has come up with a shoulder ailment, which at the recording of this podcast, we don't know the outcome of, but he went in for an MRI today. Look, if that's even two games serious, if it's even a precaution of like, Hey man, why don't you take a few snaps off? No offense. It has the rapport. Jerry Judy doesn't necessarily have the rapport. Right. That's a good so, point. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I mean, she kind of, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad pick by any means. I think I would have maybe gone other, other tight ends that are just waited longer because you can, but now that she has Noah Fant, I mean, she's able to really like kind of hit a, a diamond in the rough, if you will, probably whether or not Cortland Sutton misses time, but if he misses time, you know, again, with a limited off season, no preseason limited work with the rookies, you know, Jerry Judy's special, but this particular season is a weird year to be a rookie wide receiver. Definitely. No offense going to be that guy. So I think, I think she, she kind of struck gold there, uh, <laughs> maybe unintentionally, but nonetheless, I think that's a great pick or turned out to be a good pick, if you will. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and uh, not, to, not to extend this segment too, too much longer as far as this particular team, but I do have to say, and the reason why I brought up Jasicki as a, as a potential tight end streamer, for those of you who have 
Jasicki and you're thinking about playing him against New England, I, uh, if you didn't know this, I will sort of, re- uh, sort of give the report here. And, and Sky, you probably saw, saw it come on Instagram. But basically, there was a report that came out that Aqib Tlaib was asked by Bill Belichick to come back and basically come back out of retirement and play only to cover tight ends. And if that is any indication, I think Bill Belichick recognizes that there's a gap inside of that team, inside of that defense, where they don't have a premier or premier tight end uh, sort of defender. And because of Keith Tali basically said, no, that gap still remains. So off the rip in week one, the New England defense might have a gap that might be exploited where, you know, Stephen Gilmore is going to be up against potentially Devontae Parker you don't start him. You might want to start Jasicki. They lean on him in week one against think, that. So just, just something to think about. I think that's a great call, and that's that's great uh, intel. Of course, you are in New England. You're a uh, you know diehard Patriot. I appreciate the uh, the kind of closer rep. So again, you know she took a she took a round uh, a two different flyers. Well, looks like both of them are panning out. Also, Devontae yep. Parker a little bit limited in practice as well. So again, if that happens, who's got the rapport? It's going to be Mike Jasicki with uh, with uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. So like that pick a lot. So Megatron, well done all the way from the UK again. Uh, appreciate you making the time. I believe she was up. Uh, she started this draft at midnight, her time, I believe. And it went till about 2 AM. So again, serious dedication to the TCK pod. Uh, Megan, we appreciate you. Thank you very We're much. We're going to have to Venmo her some money to, uh, to grab a beer. Absolutely. I love have that. Have an L, have an L on us. Have an L on us, Megan. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. And she, I know that she's a loyal listener. She will be listening. So Megan, awesome. from, from myself, from Chris, uh, we recognize you. We appreciate you. So thank you for making the sacrifice and uh, joining the team this year uh, and being a, a big time contributor. So we appreciate you. All right, let's move on. T-Strain86, big Twitter follower of the Commission FFP as well, I believe, also in the Commission League. He goes with the Lamar Jackson pick at number four. Can't argue with that. Austin Eckler, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert. Those are my two running backs in a different order in the uh, veteran league. So I certainly agree with that. He's also got Joshua Kelly down in the 13th round. So his four running backs there. Wide receivers, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr. in the fourth. T.Y. Hilton in the seventh. Your boy Sterling Shepard all the way down in the 10th. And then Brandon Ayuk, assuming he's able to be healthy this season in the 14th round. And then we'll throw in Hunter Henry and Jack Doyle as his tight ends. And his backup quarterbacks, or his second quarterbacks, if you will, Jared Goff and Sam Darnold. So Lamar Jackson, obviously love that in a full PBR league. Love Austin Eckler. Mike Evans a little bit gimped up, but look, when he's healthy, dynamite. Um, this team is really solid. I obviously like the running backs here. Uh, overall, I think it's a really, really steady team. Dude, actually one of my favorite teams on the board here. Uh, I, I think he's sol- I think he's solid all the way through and has depth all the way through. So I, there's nothing I can say. Uh, even from a critique standpoint, it's just good. Good team. Awesome. I agree. Let's move on to Care 93 here. Zeke Elliott, number five. Aaron Jones, that's a great duo there. And Ronald Jones, his handcuff for Zeke at Tony Pollard in the 13th round. So not a lot of running backs, but three really solid ones. And he covers up Zeke, obviously, with the handcuff. Goes with George Kittle in the in the third and then backs it up with Mark Andrews in the fifth. Great um, uh, tight end duo there, of course. His wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, didn't get a wide receiver till the sixth round, but goes Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd, Henry Ruggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and James Washington in the 14th round. And then quarterbacks, Tom Brady in the fourth, Joe Burrow in the ninth, Drew Locke in the 10th. Again, folks, this is a super flex league if you're uh, pulling your hair out about Tom Brady in the fourth round. It is a super flex league, so I thought that was uh, pretty good value there. Um, Again, solid uh, 
solid squad overall. I'm a little bit worried about the running backs because if Aaron Jones does have the fall off that a lot of us expect, and if Zeke gets hurt or something and Tony Pollard, who I think is a beast, is not quite Zeke and Ronald Jones doesn't pan out, he's going to be looking for running backs on the waiver wire, and that's just something we don't find. Yeah, agreed. Um, he went with a very similar strategy as Brady for Prez in the veteran league, which is the double up on the tight ends. So I think he obviously sacrificed a few, uh, you know, a few picks here to grab Mark Andrews in the fifth round where he might've been able to snag, um, I don't know, you know, Leonard Fournette or, you know, even Raheem Moster or I don't know, JK Dobbins or Marlon Mack or, or, you know, whoever. My point is, is that he obviously sacrificed something to go with that double tight end strategy which kind of again kind of fucks up the draft for everybody else in a sense because you can no longer grab mark andrews where this guy's doubled up on two massive tight end juggernauts but you know it's it's an interesting play i'm very curious to see how this works out for for this individual here jay care 93 and then also how it works out for brady for prez um you know if there's a correlation where they both don't finish out very well well that could be the that could be the uh sort of the fixed uh the fixed characteristic on each team um but i'm curious it could work out i like it absolutely let's move on to ship three michael thomas in the sixth round so again you took michael thomas chris in the in the ninth spot i believe in the veteran league michael thomas comes all the way up here in the sixth position can't argue with that nick chubb Le'Veon bell todd Gurley, antonio gibson running backs real solid core all of a sudden antonio gibson is probably the starter for uh, a handful of seasons while they figured it out in Washington. Nick Chubb, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, while they're healthy, real solid running back squad. Juju Schuster, first uh, wide receiver in the sixth round. Then he goes Jerry Judy, Nikhil Harry, and Deshaun Jackson. Tight ends, Darren Waller, T, uh, TJ Hawkinson, and Jared Cook. And then Cam Newton and Jimmy G as his uh, quarterbacks. Uh, on first glance, again, love the first five picks. Uh, six picks, really. I'm a big uh, Juju guy as well. I also don't mind Cam in the seventh round. However, I don't know that I want him and Jimmy as my number one. I would want a more steady number one, Cam as a backup. Um, and the wide receiver core, I'm straight up nervous about. Jerry Judy gets a bump with Courtland Sutton's situation. Hopefully your boy Nikhil Harry pans out with Cam Newton. Deshaun Jackson, we can't assume he's going to stay healthy. So early in the season, I think it's a really solid squad. But I'm definitely concerned mostly about the wide receiver depth. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um... I'm actually I'm a little concerned about the running back depth as far as later in the season. Like they look good on paper, like have even having Todd Gurley as your RB three, but we've already talked about this on the episode yesterday, how long that'll last and does it last for an entire season becomes a problem. So, you know, even knowing that Nick Chubb is your RB one um, again, even though behind Michael Thomas, who knows what happens in the season as far as what Kareem Hunt will do and carve into you have uh, Le'Veon Bell backing up Frank Gore, so there's that problem. And then, of course, you have Todd Gurley with the knees. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's, a weird, it's, a, it's a weird team because I like the team. I like, I like who he's got. I just don't know that it's going to last. It's like a, you know, could be like an explosion, but just fades out. I agree. I agree. A lot of upside here, but, but uh, a little bit nervous about the depth. Depth. All right, let's go with uh, Weston's team here. Big follower of the TCK pod. Uh, shouts out to my boy Weston um, in, the, uh, in the IG DMs quite a bit. So big ups, Weston. Thanks for joining the league this year, bud. Seventh pick overall, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. After that, David Montgomery in the sixth round, and then Latavius Murray, Darrell Henderson, and Bryce Love in the 14th. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill in the second, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk, and Denzel Mims. 
Tight end, just Tyler Higby. So that's going to be interesting there. And then quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, the third. Love that, of course. And then Daniel Jones in the eighth round. So overall, I like the team. Again, I like the squad a lot. If Tyler Higby doesn't pan out, though, he's going to be having to stream tight ends. And as you can see, Chris, on the board here, <laughs> there's not a lot of streaming tight ends left. Nope. Nope. No, yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's a risky play, and I think he knew that kind of going in. I think as the draft starts to unfold – Later in drafts, uh, you know, you want to you wanna at least pick up a tight end that, you, that has sort of that high upside. And you don't do that, that's fine. I mean, that's a strategy, right? You decided to do that. On the flip side, dude is stacked on wide receiver. Tyree Kill, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Michael Gallup. I'll take all those guys any day of the week. So Even Kirk and a healthy Mims if, if Darnold can get, yeah, no shit. can get lit with them. So I, I think that's going to be good. I'm a little bit worried about the uh, running backs overall. We don't know what we're going to get out of uh, David Montgomery there. So, you know, again, Latavius Murray, great when he plays, but – Probably nothing more than RB3 <laughs> weekly. Exactly. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I like the team overall. All right, next up, Bolt of Purple. My man Gabriel shouts out to the State of Mind fantasy football crew. I've been writing for them. Lucas was writing for them for a little bit. I've been writing for them all summer. Um, I'm going to be writing for them for the, the continuation of, of the season. Uh, I'm dropping a waiver wire column for them on Mondays. You can go to stateofmindfantasyfootball.com and check that out with them. And then I'll also be doing a um, QB start sit column for them as well that drops on Fridays. So great, great, great follow on IG specifically. Go check out Fantasy football, state of mind. Shouts out to the team over there. Gabriel specifically in the league this year. Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, David Johnson, DeAndre Swift, and Boston Scott as the running backs. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson is the first wide receiver in the fifth round. Nice pick there. I've got him as a top seven, eight guy probably. Terry McLaurin, Julian Edelman, and Deontay Johnson in the 12th. Tight end, Jonu Smith. I like that pick a lot. Of course, it's very risky, but he got him in the 13th round. He's just going to drop him and pick somebody else if it doesn't work out. And then his quarterbacks, four quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, no complaints on this team. I mean, he's got the balance between Derrick Henry, just absolutely you know, pounding the rock with Miles Sanders as his RB2 overall. And then David Johnson is your RB3. There's nothing to complain about there. Obviously, sacrifices wide receivers, but picks up Allen Robinson. I don't know how he fell to the fifth. <laughs> you know, could could end up as a top 10. I mean, that's solid. So, good for him. Uh, I like Terry McLaurin as your wide receiver, too. And if that doesn't pan out, you have Julian Edelman or potentially Deontay Johnson. So, you know, you, you flip a coin as far as your wide receiver, too, in that, on that roster. And then, you know, has a handful of great quarterbacks. So, good for him. Yeah, th this is good. Nice draft. Totally agree. Next up, the co-commish of the league, Mr. Josh McDonough. Shouts out to the commish FFP. They're pretty cool dudes. You should definitely go follow them. Big up to Josh. Joined the league this year and uh, was so gracious to help commish because, again, reminder, Lucas and I uh, are in the veteran league, so Dwayne and uh, Josh are co-commissioning this league, which I appreciate. Goes with Alvin Kamara at the nine spot. Make I was watching this. I'm not in the league, but I could, you know, I had uh, access to the draft so I could watch it unfold. Alvin Kamara in the ninth position made my skin crawl. Every time it's he criminal. went past about five, I was like shouting. Uh, I was just, what the hell are you guys, <laughs> you guys doing? Wild, yeah. Obviously, CEH, uh, you know, Michael Thomas, Zeke Elliott, the two quarterbacks, Derek Henry, there's no complaints. But Alvin Kamara is my dog, whether he's got a contract or not, he'll be just fine. After that, he's got James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, Tariq Cohen, and Chris Thompson, all starters, I think, um, definitely after week one. Uh, at running back. So that's huge. Wide receivers, he started week five as well, or excuse me, um, round five. Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, and Preston Williams, my dog, in the 12th. Then he's got Hayden Hurst in the 11th round. He was picked in the sixth in the nice veteran pick. league. 
And then Chris Herndon, who I think is a super duper sleeper tight end, who basically lost a season last year, but he's great, very talented, and probably the only weapon over there in New York outside of uh, Crowder. And then he's got his two quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and Phillip Rivers. Uh, your boy Slade here. Yeah, dude, Josh, uh, Josh killed it. He knows what he's doing. He uh, you know, spits fire on our pod every time he comes on. So um, if you ever listen to him, the dude knows what he's doing. No complaints. He's got, a, he's got absolute balance across the board, has depth, great high-end, potential high-end uh, tight end. He, you know, Hayden Hurst could be like the Darren Waller of, uh, of this season coming up. Um, you know, stacked wide receivers, good running backs, good, good quarterbacks. Nothing, nothing to say here, Josh. Good job. Totally agree. Well done, Josh. I'll give I mean, him shit. I'll give him shit on the pod, but as far as we're concerned, you know, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough love, tough love situation here. All right. Next up, Ulysses. Ulysses, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, and Adrian Peterson as his running backs. Then he had Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, and Jamison Crowder as his wide receivers. We'll throw in Evan Ingram only as his tight end. Three quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, good team minus the tight end situation. Look, I know we, we've talked – I feel like I've exhausted the Evan Ingram conversation to this point. The issue with the Evan Ingram conversation is that he might pull up on a Saturday and not be able to go on Sunday. So – uh, he might, you know, he might be stuck. So he needs to, he needs to find a tight end. Other than that team looks great. I think the team is going to be just fine. Um, no problem with that. Da- I mean, Dalvin cook that late Devonte Adams is absolutely a second round wide receiver. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins got a lot of options there. Only thing is dude, gotta, gotta certain assure uh, up that Evan Ingram situation. And by the way, who knows, he might last the whole season. If he does God willing, please fucking let him play a full season. Uh, awesome, because that's what I want to see. But I'm just a little nervous. Having been a previous Evan Ingram owner, he's an absolute headache. So just try to avoid that. Have a second option ready to go. I think that's the problem with the Evan Ingram conversation is we are all nervous and aware of the injury situation, just like Tyler Higby, though, of maybe losing snaps to Jared Everett this year. The problem is we know what could happen. And in fantasy football, that carrot is always in front of you. Yeah. It's always in front of you. So if he gets hurt, you're like, ah, shit. You know, and then it's almost better with guys like that that they just, if they're going to get injured, they just get injured and they're done <laughs> versus being well, questionable you, yeah. because you're kind of like, ah, oh, dude, but if he's healthy and he plays, it's Evan Ingram, you know, like. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I so agree with you. You got to be kind of, you got to be careful with those kind of picks. Yeah. Look again, I, I think, I think the Evan Ingram pick, even in the seven, that looks awesome. You just got to handcuff him with someone else. You can't just kick a raw like that, man. I totally agree. <laughs> All right, man. Two teams left here. We got a boy B funk. Drew Brees in the first round. We go all the way down the rest of the draft. No other quarterback. This is a super flex league. Goes Drew Brees as the 11th pick overall here. So this is ahead of every other quarterback. And except I think he knows something we don't. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. No other quarterback, though. Running backs, Kenyon Drake, Devin Singletary, Philip Lindsay. Just three wide receivers loaded up here. Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, Larry Fitzgerald, Brian Edwards, Chris, uh, Curtis Samuel, excuse me, and Sammy Watkins, and then Gronk and Austin Hooper here. So clearly the, you know, shock of the draft was, you know, Drew Brees is the 11th pick. Um, but again, I think this is one of those things where like, if that's your guy, you go get your guy. I, yeah, I respect sure. that. I appreciate that. Um, 
Now, if it was me, clearly I'm not going to Drew Brees in the first round, but I, I would have gone Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon went right after him. I would have gone one of those guys and then whoever's left of Kenyon Drake and the other one, right? That's my first two picks here. And then you can easily get Drew Brees in the third round if you really wanted him. Uh, but nonetheless, he gets his guy fine. My concern here is obviously the running backs. Kenyon Drake, fabulous. Devin Singletary, eh, we'll see what we'll happens. See. Philip Lindsay, eh, we'll see what happens. All these receivers, awesome if they get the opportunity. A little bit concerned there. And then again, tight end. Doesn't take much to have a great week at the tight end position. But if Evans is healthy, I don't think Gronk is going to be Gronk. And Austin Hooper, I think a lot of people in the industry are fading him. So we're just not really sure what we're going to get. Yeah, sure. I agree with all that. I, I obviously agree on the, the Drew Brees take a little early for my taste. Um, you know what's crazy? I like the running backs. I just you just need more of them. That's all. Like you just need more of running. You need more running backs is uh, is really the only concern here. Um, the good thing about you know about the season is that running backs pop up out of nowhere. So you know there's a shot that he'll be able to pick up someone that kind of you know that everyone missed, and uh, you know it's possible. I think the the thing I'm saying. So um, not bad overall though. Totally agree. Last team here, Wagon 87 comes in with Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon. I think that's a great uh, one-two punch at, at, uh, at running back. After that, carry on Johnson in the seventh round. Sony Michelle in the 11th, taking the flyer there. And Duke Johnson in the 13th at uh, wide receiver. We have Cortland Sutton, Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, and Anthony Miller in the last, last round, maybe the steal of the draft. He has Zach Ertz as his only tight end in the fifth round. Love that. And then his two quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and your boy, Josh Allen. Yeah, man. I uh, love it. I, I think this is a very solid draft overall, even with my boy, Joe Mixon on that team. Uh, very good. I like it as the, uh, as the RB two there. Um, Matt Ryan and Josh Allen, dude, again, in these super flex leagues with double quarterbacks happening, you need two studs. And I've already talked about it. Josh Allen is my dark horse MVP candidate this season. Uh, he's got everything that he needs except for being able to throw the ball 10 yards. So if he can do that, eventually he will, <laughs> he will be able to do some damage in the NFL the way a uh, top quarterback can, can perform. So it could be this season. Um, yeah. And he's got depth. He's got some depth in, uh, in, in wide receivers, you know, Cortland Sutton hopefully stays healthy, but Marquise Brown, good, good upside. Devontae Parker, obviously good upside in the, uh, in the ninth round. And then we'll see what happens with T Higgins. I mean, that could be a nice connection over there in Cincinnati. I totally agree. Totally agree. I like the team a lot. I, I would like to see maybe a little bit more surefire depth at running back just because I'm not, I mean, carry on's good for a week or two, but will he hold up? Sonny Michelle, I'm just, I don't want to deal with the headache. And Duke Johnson seems fun in PPR leagues, but he just doesn't get enough work outside of a couple of weeks. So I'd, I'd like to see a little more depth there, but wide receivers, I think are great if Cortland Sutton's healthy, because that's your, that's your clear number one. If totally. he is, if he is going to be beat up, then I, I, I think we're going to have a serious problem here. So a little bit worried about that. All yeah. right, man, that wraps up the rookie edition of the TCK pod listener league here with our 12 teams. Chris, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. We're going to bring you back each Friday to break down each, this league, the rookie league and the um, veteran league. And we're going to be breaking down all of the matchups and we're excited to get the rest of your team on as well. So give Josh a, a fist bump for us for being in the league here. Um, we appreciate that and, uh, and the support. And uh, before we get out of here, please let everybody know where they can find everything commish. Yes, sir. Yeah, of course, as always, thank you for having us on. Uh, we will definitely get Josh, Alex, and or Eric on, uh, on the pod at some point as well to join me. So yeah, go find us over at all the notable uh, podcast platforms, Apple, Google, and Spotify, the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. You can go check us out there. Also on our website, www.thecommissbrand.com. Go sign up for the newsletter. It drops every Tuesday, the playbook. We break down 
the previous games that had just happened as well as injuries, starts and sits for the upcoming week and new articles that we published throughout the season. Excellent. Always a pleasure to have you on, man. We really appreciate you. Everybody make sure to go find the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast information as well on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod and anywhere you listen to your podcast, of course, give us a late a rate and review. Also tune into us tomorrow morning, an hour before kickoff, Lucas and I will be live on YouTube, candlestick kids on YouTube. You can find us live doing start sits, asking uh, any last minute questions. So make sure you have those ready for us, drop them in the message thread and we'll get to as many as we possibly can. We appreciate you, man. 260 episodes of the TCK pod in the books. Good luck this weekend, everybody. Make the right decision. Start your studs for the most part. Don't get too off kilter no matter what happens, good or bad. Stay strong. We got a long season. Enjoy football. Enjoy it very, very much. Happy Sunday. It is finally here, folks, for Chris Benavides and the rest of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.